1: what's going on guys welcome back to the pure evil mma podcast here in the afternoon i mean look i'm back here doing it once again I'm actually really proud of myself. You know, if we're gonna be covering the sport of mixed martial arts, and you see these guys go in and out every day, even after a crazy brutal loss, they're back in the gym. Well, if you wanna make it, they've shown us, you gotta put in the work, right? Gotta put in the work. And man, it feels so good to be back. We've had so many people reach out, excited. Even uh, the last interview we did with Robert TQ Turnquest, uh, Dylan Danis retweeted because TQ called him out on a retirement fight. It was one uh, one of the most exciting things that's happened really this week. But unfortunately, MMA world has gone mad, man. I tweeted something out last night about how I just have this weird, crazy feeling That 2022 in mixed martial arts is going to be like the apocalypse. Like, I've said it on the uh, past couple episodes, it feels exciting to be an MMA fan again. But unfortunately, we always have some bad news. Whether it's someone's uh, DP picks coming out, uh, whether it's Conor McGregor punching an old man in the face, but the only story that's going to top... Cain Velasquez's story Is what happened to Walt Harris it's His stepdaughter Which we covered over at Pure Evil MMA uh, Amaya, Amaya Her name was Amaya I believe that was one of the saddest Stories but today we're, We've seen a lot of different Takes on Kane Velasquez also UFC 272 coming up with The fake friendship fight or is it all real we're going to be discussing that and looking at the rest of the card as well i'm so excited to be get uh be getting back here and even earlier than normal so make sure to subscribe down below guys here if you're listening to itunes podbean stitcher spotify wherever it is that you're tuning in subscribe down below if you're watching this live on youtube right now make sure to hit that notification bell because without that guys I Mean you're not gonna know I'm going live I'm like all over the place wouldn't and and you guys know that I've been doing this for about seven years Look at me. I got my sports jacket on and my vibe shirt underneath always gonna keep it pure always gonna keep it 100 and some surprise some surprising news uh, If you guys remember I've been trying to sell merch for quite some time now Here's one of the mugs. I'm using as a pencil holder, but um Guys, I just released some new merch on my store. Let's go take a look at the store really quick. If I even have it up for you guys. Let's see. Nope, I don't. That's how professional I've kept this, huh? Window capture. Alright. Here's a quick look at the store for people watching on iTunes. Or listening on iTunes. Unfortunately, can't see. Just designed some new earrings. I knew that the leggings were a big hit. We got the neck gator, the snapback, which I actually... Freaking love this snapback. Take a look at this bad boy here. I'm about to order one myself. How can I represent the show without this? So you can't see it, listen to audio, obviously. But what I designed here is, I think, freaking amazing and and, and pretty badass. We got the devil horned heart with a pure red rose growing through it. Showing signs of purity on the back of the snapback. I only rolled the snapback. I'm a snapback guy. We got the pure evil skull and on the side, the pure evil MMA emblem. Uh, so we got that at the store. So go check that out at pureevilmma.storemv.com. I'll have that link down in the description below. I believe it actually is already there. So let's get into the craziness. The absolute craziness. After you follow me on Twitter at evil under-echo, the e v i l underscore E C C O. So let's get into the news. <laughs> Alright, so obviously the top headline this week is Cain Velasquez. I mean, what an amazing career he's had. If you watched him on The Ultimate Fighter, and it was like the first time, you know, kind of seeing how he was outside of the cage, or if you watch former interviews, he seems like a nice, calm, cool, collected guy, but you step him in the octagon, and he will beat the living hell out of you until he had that awful injury uh, and all the surgeries that he's, that he's had before his comeback. But... A lot of people are taking sides here on this story. So if you've been under a rock lately, I'm going to catch you up right now. So this story just came out, and I want to warn audiences before we, we even get into it that this is uh, pretty graphic and involves some uh, pretty awful terms. So let's go to the Internet, and let's check out this article that just came out on ESPM ESPM. <laughs> ESPN at 4:42 yesterday Kane Velasquez former UFC heavyweight champion charged with attempted murder now pick any other fighter to put there besides besides Kane Velasquez why do you need a gun if you're Kane Velasquez so if you're sitting there right now wondering what the hell what the hell happened well former UFC heavyweight champion Kane Velasquez was formally charged Wednesday with attempted premeditated murder and multiple gun assault charges in relation to a shooting Monday night in San Jose, California, according to the Santa Clara County District's Attorney's Office news release. Velasquez, age 29, is accused of targeting Harry Eugene Gorlate, who is charged with allegedly molesting one of Velasquez's Young relatives. Imagine the anger that you got in your heart. I mean, I, I remember when something similar like this happened in, in our family and just uh, somebody dear that I love with all my heart and the father dealing with it. You know, it it's hard. Like, what do you do? I've seen charges of guys that have caught somebody molesting their child in a barn house and shooting and killing them. I've seen videos of... Parents that have gone to the court for the sentencing and have shot. I don't know if they've killed him, but, uh, shot at the pedophile and you, you got to sit there and wonder, you know, if that was your child. So apparently this was a preschooler as well. Let me throw that in there. Um, going on with this story ahead. According to the district's attorney's office, Velasquez was following Grillate's truck in his own vehicle. During an 11 mile high speed chase. Through San Jose. An 11 mile high speed chase. With Caden Velasquez. Trying to shoot you down. That's when you know. You have fucked up. You fucked up bad bro. You fucked up bad. Uh, through San Jose. He rammed the truck. And then fired a 40 caliber handgun. Multiple times into the truck. Which carried Gorlate and two older relatives, Gourlatte's 63-year-old stepfather, Paul Bender, who was struck once in his arm and torso, but is expected to survive, according to court documents. The sad tragedy is that Mr. Velasquez chose to take the law into his own hands, endangering the public and everyone in the truck, Santa Clara County DA Jeff Rosen said in a statement. This act of violence also causes more pain and suffering to his family, which is true because here's the poor family. You, you know, as soon as Cain most likely heard this news, found out about it, man, dude, imagine that Cain Velasquez returning to the octagon with that kind of heat, man, and no one should ever, ever feel that inside of them. That much anger. I mean, a preschooler, a preschooler for Kane Velasquez to hear that and then react the way he did. He knew what he was doing. We've seen stories like this for years. Maybe not this. Well, yeah, even this crazy. If you uh, want to talk about the biggest bank heist in uh, UK history. But, uh, man, Kane Velasquez dealing with this. Uh, How do you side? Obviously, he needs to be punished for, I mean, he he fucked up and shot the wrong person. He fucked up and shot the wrong person, which really sucks. Because if he did shoot the right guy, if he ended up shooting the right guy, I wouldn't feel any guilt at all. But unfortunately, he shot the wrong person, an older stepfather. And I'm sure Kane feels awful about that, but it's not the point. That is not the point here at all. Now, I want to read some of the tweets that have been coming through. Of course, Dana White responding with, I absolutely feel sorry for him and his family. It's a horrible thing. I don't know enough details to speak on it. But from what I've heard, we all say we do it if it ever happened to us. Kane did it. That was from Dana White And there's a lot of fighters that are taking his back. And apparently Cain Velasquez attended a pro wrestling event with his family before the shooting. I'm getting this from Ringside News, who got got this from Thirsty for News. Now, I want to bring up some of Nolan King, who has been covering a lot of this as well. Uh, I actually asked him to come on the show, me and him being friends for the past seven years. Uh, But, obviously, he was busy. As first reported by various local outlets, MMA Fighting, SM, and others, Velasquez's bail arrangement will now be March 7th, so that's this Monday. Additionally, SJPD filed a gun violence protective order, so Velasquez's firearms and ammunition will be turned in. Nolan King also tweeted out, here is both. The SJPD statement of facts, which details the situation as well as the ten charges, so he's getting ten charges for this. Um, now, I, I thought I had thought I had some of the some of the tweets, and I do actually have it here on my other <laughs> on my other computer, which you guys can't see. So I'm gonna actually let you guys know how. People are kind of supporting Kane Velasquez. And, and I want to know how you guys feel about this situation. So I'm going to be reading off some tweets from other UFC fighters/professional fighters slash professional fighters. This tweet being from Marvin Vittori. Kane got my support. Um, Habib obviously posting a picture with him and Kane. Obviously they trained for years together. Um, or at AKA. Funky Ben Askren. I don't want to live in a country where you can't shoot someone who sexually abused your child. Now, I'm going to click on this. I want to see what people actually said in response to this one. Because Kane actually shot the wrong person. So, here's some of the replies to funky Ben Askren saying, I don't want to live in a country where you can't shoot someone who sexually abused your child. Uh, This one from Big Man and BK. I think he shot the guy's father, Ben. They (laughs) should. They were both sitting in a car when Cain uh, squeezed off. Bye. We have due process in this country. He didn't stop an assault. He shot at people who are presumed innocent until proven guilty. So, I mean, he did it. But there will be consequences for his actions. Obviously, Cain fired off. He let his emotions get the best of him. You have a poor defenseless child in and, 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 and daycare. And this happens. Obviously, the people who were involved and got hurt because of this, you gotta feel terrible about. Kane knew what he was doing. So you gotta, you gotta you gotta ask yourself, how does this play out in court? I'll tell you what, if uh this was a movie it would be on dispute. I don't know if you guys were out there or old enough to know it on dispute it is, but uh Wesley Snipes goes into jail. Jason, a professional boxer who got locked up for beating the shit out of uh, his girlfriend, and they end up getting into it, man, an amazing movie. Kane Velasquez, obviously no one's going to be uh, messing with him. Actually, I, I kind of wonder about that, because if you're stepping into a prison out in California, and you're a former UFC champion, I mean... I know a lot of people have gone to jail, but I've I've been locked up before for stupid shit in my past, but the only way that this can play out, if he's put into a dorm, is that who's ever running the dorm, the way the politics work, is and it's all based on genders when you're in jail you have the Latinos which I've obviously, Kane is going to be with them, you have you you guys know where I'm going with this without having to do all the math, but if you go in there and you beat the shit out of Cain Velasquez, you are, you're now in charge of that room. No one's messing with you, man. No one's mess meth- messing with you. But there is, uh, you know, there is a former heavyweight champion sitting in there who just shot at somebody for the, the molestation of one of his children or or family members. So I don't know, man. I don't know how long he's going to be there or what's going to happen. Let's read some more of these tweets from other professional fighters. Now that we got Anthony Pettis saying free Kane, uh, Derek Brunson, free Kane Velasquez at the same time. Someone did someone needs to buy Kane some firearm courses for Christmas. That aim could use some work. That, that's kind of messed up coming from Derek Brunson trying to put a spin of comedy on it. And I know uh, my boy Adam Hunter over at my MMA Rosehead is definitely gonna, you know, crack some jokes about this. But this is just an awful story. I don't. Why didn't Kane? Why did Kane need to use a gun? And again, that tweet with somebody answering the Ben Askren, uh, this is all alleged. Did Kane know for a fact that this happened? There is a due process. That's correct. But any father would react this way. Uh, Sadiq Youssef, he says, if the stuff about Kane is true, free him. So it looks like 100% of the UFC is behind him. Uh, Kyle Kretschmer, read this. I don't want to hear anything else about CTE or really any other shit. This dude protected his family. They released a scumbag. I've always been taught to protect my family, and that's at any cost. Free Kane. Now, obviously, that's going to come into play. CTE, brain damage, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you're seeing GIFs of you know, the, the former champ's brutal fights. I mean, when I did my show with um, James McSweeney, he was there at UFC 100 where Cain Velasquez, JD, as he said that was the, those were the hardest hits he's heard in his entire life. And that's coming from a heavyweight. That's coming from a heavyweight right there. All right, let's get to a couple more of these before. Hey, what's going on here? Darren Wynn, I stand by Kane and his family in these hard times. Which, you got him, man. I mean, now, now, not only are they suffering, but they don't have Kane there by their side. They're worried that Kane now has to face even worse charges than the alleged child pedophile. Who's molesting somebody in a preschool? There's gonna be a lot of people talking about gun rights. But I know if anyone, anyone I know, especially here in the city, if you're molesting a three, four year old child, you have to have proof to grab that gun and go off and do what Kane did. He knows what the consequences are. I hope that the alleged sex offender, I hope they find him absolutely guilty. I hope there is definite proof because this is the saddest story. This is some black mirror twisted craziness going on right here with Kane Velasquez. And it's just it's it's just so sad. Levar Johnson also sending out the tweet, sending out a tweet to free Kane. Uh, Ryan Bader sharing the reports. I mean, Kane Velasquez, man, four-year-old son. Okay. Allegedly, the four-year-old son, I'm getting this from, whose account was this? Ryan Bader. Okay. And he is sharing a report of, of some more news. So Ryan Bader, on his Instagram, shares this article saying, When first hearing the news, I thought there has been got to be something else to the story allegedly the relative is his four year old son his four year old son I've known Kane for a long time and despite his intimidating exterior he is one of the nicest caring dudes on the planet and a straight up family man now if you watch that season of Ultimate Fighter where we had Joe Giannetti, Bryce Mitchell, and all of them. You will also know that Cain Velasquez stepped in there to do some of the side coaching that was going down between teams DC and team Stipe Miocic. And it was kind of crazy to see. At one point, there was a fighter from Conor McGregor's gym having a, a full blown panic attack right before his fight. Everyone was calling BS. Kane sits him down, and just like this art, just like this article says, or uh, just like Ryan Bader was saying, Kane was one of the nicest, calm and cool, collective people on that season. He wasn't into really playing any jokes. He was just calm, cool, collected, and happy with his life, which is an amazing sight to see, considering all the damage that he's taken over the years. And for sure, somebody like that would be a family man. So Ryan Bader goes on. Could he have handled things differently? Question Mark. Sure. Although most of us haven't been in this position, and who knows how you would react, which is true. Because I've been in crazy situations like when my girlfriend passed away, and people were blown away that I got into a relationship not too long after. Uh, the death of my girlfriend. May she rest in peace. Um, but, you know, you, you don't know how you're going to react to certain situations. That act alone of my girlfriend passing away and, and being a huge part of it, her family not even speaking to me to this day because I had her come pick me up from Ozfest and she had a couple of drinks. I knew she had a couple of drinks, but I did not want to ride home with. Anyone else that was extremely intoxicated due to my upbringing around, um, you know, alcoholism or whatnot. And unfortunately, that night, she got a flat tire. She pulled off to the side of the road. She even had my puppy with her to surprise me because I was so upset that I could not find a sober ride home and how big of an anxiety it was for me. I wasn't able to enjoy myself during. You know, Ozzy, I left at, Mama, I'm coming home. It was very traumatizing. You don't know how you're going to react to it. I, I might have started to date a girl because I wanted to get my mind off of things. But people, will, you don't know what you'll do in that situation, which is why I find it really interesting when you watch those crime shows and you're, you're hearing the commentator or a police say, you know, she was not acting as if she just left from a, a murder scene. You don't know how you're going to react. You know, if you guys have HBO, you might have watched Murder on Middle Beats, I believe it's called. That, that was my best friend's mother who was murdered. That's my best friend, uh, Madison Hamburg. We played music together throughout the years. Um... You know, his mother was an amazing person. They never found the killer. And it was so weird because I remember going over to the, the house. They had some money. Uh, they had a really nice pool house, which is actually now a, a bed and breakfast. And for years, we had no idea that the father and sister lived in the pool house, like where they would park the cars Upstairs, I guess there was a a furnished apartment. I didn't even know he had a sister until two years into our friendship. And yet, they were both right there. There was something really weird about that. Uh, Never really spoke about his father or what he did. We all had our conspiracies that it was mafia. And the day that she was murdered was the day that they were going to court. I have not got myself around to watch that documentary because I was such a big part of it. So was my girlfriend who passed away. We're actually driving towards Madison's house uh, when that happened. And when I was looking at Madison and the way it's broken down is, you know, a lot of the people in his family, including his sister, his aunt, um, his fa- his own father, were all suspects. And he's even told me very personal things, which I guess were told on the documentary over on HBO. And he even recently called me asking for some more information because I guess more information just came out and he's making a part two. I don't know if I'm supposed to actually say that. Uh, Sorry if I did. Today's actually the anniversary of Barbara's death, Barbara Beach, Madison's mother. But, you know, the stories of what went down that day, uh, between his sister, how she was acting, how she was late to school, and then ended up uh, calling her Aunt Conway because she wasn't feeling well. And yet she goes home and they find Madison and, and Allie's mother under a bunch of pillowcases. Which, you know, if you watch Forensic Files, they would say it, it's usually due to somebody in the family or somebody close to them wanting to cover their face because it's terrifying to them. Like they feel bad for what they did. Um, you know, so you you sit there and you think about it in your head. How how is this one acting? The mother's dead, their sister's dead, uh, the father and the mother had court that day. How is he acting? You don't know how somebody is gonna react in these situations. Uh the accused man, so going further into Ryan Bader's uh, IG post, the accused man, 43-year-old Harry Eugene Galarte, lives at home that hosts a daycare business run by his mother according to a criminal complaint that charged Galate with one felony count of a lewd and lascivious act with a child under the age of 14. Grolate was arraigned Friday. And a judge granted him supervised release over objections from the Santa Clara County District's attorney's office. I'm interested to read some of the tweets off of this. And I'm sorry if you're watching this on uh, YouTube right now because I don't have this article up on the, actual, on the actual page. So here's some of Kane's fights. So let's read some of the comments that we got from this. Leo Machida, free Kane. Um, double J MMA. Kill all pedophile. Hashtag kill all pedophiles. Gray Maynard. One of the nicest and genuine people I know. Sick to my stomach about what happened to his son and what might happen to Kane. Hopefully our judicial system is hard on the pedophile and not him. It's just crazy. How is Kane? Well, he, he shot the wrong person. But how is the pedophile out? How is the pedophile out? His four year old son? Now, it's this is actually kind of confusing because it says the accused man, 43 year old Harry Eugene Golarte, who lives at home that hosts the daycare business run by his mother, um, according to a criminal complaint that charged Golate with one felony count of a lewd and last vicious act with a child under the age of 14. I guess. Is that saying that was somebody else or is that saying that that was actually Kane's four-year-old son? Because that's what it seems Ryan Bader is trying to tell us here. So let me know what you guys think about this. This is just absolutely disgusting. Would you do the same thing? As I mentioned before, you don't know. But the fact that Kane needed to use a gun. See, I don't don't really believe in guns. I, I do and I don't. You know, I live in the city. I live in the third most dangerous city in America, guys. New Haven, Connecticut. Look it up. Third most dangerous city per capita in America. There's been tons of break-ins. My car's been broken in two. My neighbor across the street last year had his car taken right out of his own driveway with cameras on it. Uh, The lady... At the top of my road, if you pulled out the driveway, the lady at the top of the road killed her two children. She had six children, right? She had four of them taken away by the state. And her two youngest were left with her. Now, she had an insane breakdown. She brought the two children to McDonald's, I guess, for their last meal, put them in bed and left the oven open or, or something, something like that. Carbon monoxide poisoning. Killed her two kids. There's been cases where... I mean, New Haven is just insane. Some of the stories that my mom even says, because, you know, working at the hospital over at Yale, there was a time, I think, about four years ago, somebody actually grabbed her and said that he had a bomb. Around here, usually... A 75, 76, 77-year-old woman is most likely packing. She's packing some heat. My uncle, a couple weeks ago, he works overnight. He gets home from work. He sees, as he gets out the car, goes inside. As he's walking back out to his truck to move it, because now his wife has to go to work, there is somebody there trying to go through his car. Now, my uncle runs back in the house, grabs his gun and points and aims it at this guy. Makes him sit on the curb until the police came. The guy ended up taking off, running away. Now, what if that guy had a gun? What if my uncle walked outside, saw his car getting robbed and he had no protection? It's a scary thought. And until you're in that position... I'd, I'd rather be carrying in an area like this. But also the dangers of that. People are going to be talking about CTE. And should a fighter be able to have a firearm with all the head damage? Should players in the NFL, boxers, what have you, should they have rights to hold... To bear arms. I'm sure that's the story we're going to get out of this. But my heart really does go out to King's family. Because now not only are they suffering with the thoughts of what occurred. But they also are now at a loss. As their father figure. Their champion. Their warrior. Their hero. Is being held behind bars. For doing what any man in his position would most likely have done. I just really wish he did it in a different way. An 11 mile high speed chase with Cain Velasquez shooting at your car, ramming you. <sighs> Alright guys, let's move on with our news. Because uh, that, was, that was pretty wild right there. And uh, let me know how you think this is going to... Now, let's get into our upcoming event, which is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Here we go. All right, guys, back at it again. Jorge Masvidal, Kobe Covington are going in there. Former friends, Kobe Covington with a record of 16 and three. Jorge Masvidal with a record of 35 and 15 now before I discuss any more of this somebody tweeted out one of the craziest MMA math figures I've ever seen so let me show you what this kid tweeted out because I had to respond that it, it never works don't come at me with MMA math ever because it never never ever works out so he this is what this kid says Uh, At BOGO MMA underscore. Kobe Covington's MMA record is 16 and 3. Win percent equals 84.2%. Jorge Masvidal's MMA record is 35 and 15. Win percentage equals 70. Jorge Masvidal would have to win 45 straight fights, making his record 80 and 15, to equal Kobe's win percentage of 84.2%. What? What? what, what what are you giving me a betting tip here? Like, what, 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 what is that? So uh, how, how did he take the time to sit there and go through the, Horry will have to take 45 straight fights, making his record 80 and 15 to equal Kobe's win percentage. Get out of my face with that. Go watch the old Kimbo fights, bro. This is an OG we're talking about here. Uh, New Jersey MMA Insight OG fan tweets: Haven't looked, but I would say fight records in the UFC is more important than overall win percentage. Example: seven and four in UFC is better than ten and one. And Cagezilla. Some of these responses, man, from MMA Squabbler. This can probably be an interesting one. Jorge fans must not hear this. <laughs> They will tell you he still has his plastic BMF belt, while Kobe lost his interim belt a long time ago. Tito, little bit Ortiz response: interim titles are not real titles; they're first contender placeholders. And then, of course, my tweet: MMA math never works out. <laughs> oh my God, I'm ridiculous. MMA math never works out—not ever, not even one time. Because if you're a big better in the sport, you know, sometimes you, you do kind of look deep into things. But guys, in mixed martial arts, we've seen the craziest outcomes. Look at Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. Look at Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, there's the craziest things have happened. Look at John Bones Jones' rise to becoming champion and the odds against him. The young lad. You can't rely on MMA math. Unless you're Dylan Dannis Fighting people with non-winning records. So, I guess I should put that in a, our tweet of the week. I guess you should say. But let's jump back to UFC 272 here. Hopefully, I got you guys still on page with me. So, there's a couple of interesting fights here at UFC 272, which is going to be about $80 to buy. So, let's take a look at this and try to figure out if our $80 is worth this card. Are they going to really sell this for $80? I I still can't get my head around it while the fighters are all complaining that they don't get paid enough. So let's see what we got here. On the main card, Kobe Covington. Uh negative 320 favorite against Jorge Masfella plus 250 underdog. RDA returns against Hanato Moyakano. A really interesting fight. I would love to see the old school RDA. Who remembers when RDA was on such a tear? I mean, this is right when you saw it was coming around and RDA, I thought, was going to be unstoppable, especially after the fight that he had with uh, Pettis, after the fight that he had with um, Cowboy. RDA looked on freaking stoppable up until Eddie Alvarez beat him and, and took the title. And even then, I mean, Eddie Alvarez played it really smart, coming over from Bellator, which is another fighter we never thought from Bellator would come over, like Michael Chandler. And just use his wrestling. A lot of people weren't weren't about it, but use his wrestling to get that spot for the title, and he beats RDA at a time where I really thought RDA was gonna be unstoppable. Okay, so RDA with a record of 30 and 13, Hanato Moyakano 16 and 4. RDA with a number 6 rank, and Hanato Moyakano number 11. So this would be a huge win for Moyakano. But I don't know because you don't know what RDA is going to show up does RDA in his mind believe that he's going to have another run at the title 155 pounds he has a two inch disadvantage for reach and his opponent is great on the ground 50% win by decision for RDA Man, I would love to see an RDA knockout, but 17% compared to 0% with Henado Moya Um, look, look at me looking at this math after I just got over talking about how MMA math never works. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. But if I'm going to put my money on it, I'm taking RDA. If if Moya Kano takes this W from RDA, oh man, definitely worth it part of the $80. Cause if you break it down, how many fights are on a main card? Let's say one, two, three, four, five, you got five cards, five divided into eight. You're basically paying 15, 30, you're you're paying $15 per fight guys, $15 per fight. All right. So that's the co-main event. Very interesting. And the odds are actually really close. A negative 165 favorite for RDA, plus 145 for Renato Moyocano. Now, this next matchup I find really interesting. Very, very interesting, actually. We got Edson Barboza at a plus 145 going against Bryce Mitchell at a negative 165. Now, am, am I crazy right now? Or is. Bryce Mitchell versus Edson Barboza. seriously about to go down on a featherweight. Am I getting this mixed up? Bryce Mitchell's the favorite. Let me go to topology really quick because I have I feel like I'm messing things up now. I feel like I, I messed you guys all up. I don't know my betting that good. Because if you're telling me that Bryce Mitchell is a favorite in this fight, I'm taking Edson Barboza. And we're gonna to go to the good old trustee topology here. So let's ch- let's check this out because I'm I'm definitely gonna take Barbosa, which is which is gonna make Bryce Mitchell on a, a two fight losing streak. Let's see what we got here. If this slow ass computer will catch up with me. It's going down on the fifth. So we, we got two days starting at six PM Eastern time on a frozen topology page. All right. Thirteen bouts in total. Okay, so Edson Barboza. Let's click on Edson Barboza. Twenty-two and ten record. Coming into this fight, let's see. Plus one thirty underdog. He's a plus one thirty underdog. Wow. He's also coming to loss to uh, Giga. Uh, in round three. Before that, beating Shane Burgos and Matt Kwan, Americani. Before that, three straight losses, Danny Yig, Paul Felder, and Justin Geechee, Obviously, tough fights for him. A win over Dan Hooker back in 2018. Before that, two straight losses to Kevin Lee and Habib. Again, tough, uh, tough fights. And before that, three straight wins, Benil Diriush, Gilbert Melendez, and Anthony Showtime Pettis. Before that, losing to Tony Ferguson, the killer, back in 2015 on the Ultimate Fighter 22 finale. That was a great finale too. Season 22 was Conor McGregor's. Your uh, eye favor. So well, man. Yeah, I'm gonna take Edson Barboza on that. Let's look at Bryce Mitchell, 14. And why does it say Bryce Mitchell is 14 and 0 right now? That's not. That's not right. That is definitely not right. Hold on here. Yeah. Am I tripping? Am I tripping right now? Because I thought he'd be on a two-fight losing streak. Well, I guess I'm... Yeah, look, there's a loss right there to Brad Katona. Well, it was on The Ultimate Fighter. I swear that he lost to Charles Rosa. That's insane. Wow, yeah, I guess he lost, wow. And then, uh, yeah, TJ Brown, who also trains with Bryce Mitchell. Damn, man. I got it all messed up. Good thing I I fact-checked for you guys. Bryce Mitchell is a favorite against Edson Jr. Barbosa here. Both really close in the rankings. Bryce Mitchell at number 11, Edson at number 10. That's, that should be a really good fight. Is it worth $15? Sure, got me there. So, so far, main event, Jorge Masvidal, Covington, $15, take it. RDA, Moicano, $15, take it. Edson, Barboza, Bryce Mitchell, take my money. Alex Oliveira versus Kevin Holland. Cowboy Oliveira. Remember when he was on the rise? Remember when he, Cowboy versus Cowboy, remember back then? Who remembers back then? Kevin Holland at number 14, the Trailblazer. And Oliver is not even ranked right now. Olivera's last fight was a loss with a record of twenty-two and eleven. Holland's record twenty-one and seven. Man, this four-inch height advantage for Kevin Holland. Ooh, damn, and about a four and a half inch reach advantage, as well. Kevin Holland twenty-one and seven. Alex Oliveira. I mean, Alex, Alex Oliveira can sometimes pull the hat, pull the rabbit right out of the hat. We've seen it happen a couple times before in the past. He's on a three-fight losing streak right now. So what the hell happens to him if he loses? Isn't it crazy how careers, you know, you you look at somebody like this. We look at somebody like Cowboy Oliveira. And you, you don't think you would ever lose him. He had such a name going for him. He was taking fights. He was putting on amazing fights. Now he's in a situation where he's he, three straight losses. Three straight losses going up against Kevin Holland. Cowboy not even top 15. Kevin Holland also on a three-fight losing streak. Well, actually, I take that back. Two-fight losing streak. Uh, topology has f- Fury Pro Grappling 3 a loss on there to Cody Harmar. But a loss to Marvin Vittori and a loss before that to Derek Brunson uh, both last year in 2021. His last win coming in 2020 against Ronaldo Souza, Jacare Souza. Man, both these guys are really fighting for the Well, not really. Kevin Holland on a three-fight losing streak and still top 15. I mean, I guess they can just kind of switch spots, I guess, at the top 15. But man, what the hell's going on at middleweight right there? Um, and then Sergey Spivak, 13-3, and three, going up against Greg Hardy. That's going to be an interesting fight. Because Greg Hardy, man, say what you will about him. Another guy coming in here. I've discussed this before in the past, you guys, how I feel about Greg Hardy. And it's hard to forgive somebody who beat the shit out of their wife or girlfriend and gets kicked out of the NFL. But we welcome him as a new changed man in mixed martial arts where he's beating up other big-ass dudes and knocking them out. I mean, it kind of makes me feel even worse for the victim. But, you know, from interviews I've seen, he, he does seem like a, a really nice guy. You know, we, we all have a, a path that we're on, and we have to make the best decisions. Sometimes we don't, but it's just, it's just hard, man. I mean, I've, I like rooting for him as a fighter, in there, I like, you know, picking them to win some money. But unfortunately for, for Greg Hardy, he has that dark past. I've even seen interviews with James Lynch where, you know, he has to shut off the, the comments because he's he's in fear of the backlash. So, it's, it's rough, man. Greg Hardy coming off two straight losses, one against... Taitu Avasa, who just had an amazing win over Derek Lewis. And uh, Marcin Tibera. Both losses via TKO. Round two against Tibera via ground and pound. And a counter hook, ground and pound, round one against Taitu Avasa, man. I mean, shit ain't easy in the UFC, guys. A lot of people say it's easier to make it to the UFC than it is to make it back to the UFC. But before that man, he, he had a nice little run going here. He has, he has a pretty decent record. They weren't really rushing him into the UFC, but they, they really did. I mean as soon as I saw him take that fight against uh, who was it against uh, Volkoff, I was like, man, they're moving him. they're moving him a little too fast. I thought they had him, whoever was managing him had him at the right pace. I know that he learned a lot against Volkov, went to a decision, and that, that's going back to 2019. That's three years ago. So, let's see how much he's uh, really improved as a fighter. As for his opponent here, let's see what his opponent, seven and four. I, I Let me see what the... Ooh, so, Greg Hardy, plus 180, Slate underdog against... Sergey the polar bear speakoff who's 13 and three he's born 1995 Guy 6 three fighting out of Moldova. All right so he's coming off the loss against Tom Aspinall uh, via elbow to ground strikes in the first round so we can look forward to a pretty exciting first round if you ask me right there. Uh, before that he had a three fight win streak going for him. Against Olenek, Jared Vandara, and Carlos Felipe. Before that, losing to Marcin Tybura, he has a win over Titu Evassa, a loss over Walt Harris, and before that, Jesus, look at this: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine-fight win streak. Before that, getting signed to the UFC back in 2019. So they both kind of, you know, grew up together here. Obviously, the Polar Bear with a 13-3 record, a little bit more advanced, Um, but who who would I take? Definitely worth the money. I don't know if this is on the main card still, is it? Yeah. What a great fight start the main card, too. Take my money. Definitely worth the $80. If we're looking at this, we got Greg Hardy, Kevin Holland, Cowboy Alvarez, Bryce Mitchell, Edson Barboza, RDA, Moyicano, Kobe, and... Masvidal. Now let's talk about Kobe Masvidal for a second here. Interesting fight. Let me close the door. Nope, stay that. All right there. Alright, door is closed. Come here, Oscar. Come here, buddy. Ow! 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 Oh my god! That fucking hurt! What the fuck? Fuck! That just fucking hurt so bad. Oh, my God. I just banged my leg. So freaking hard. Oh, again, just... Oh, you guys can't even see it, right? Right here, I got my new baby pet rat. Oh, my God. Got my new baby pet pet rat in there. five oh Because, unfortunately, Sears Black. Uh, and Trigger sadly passed away. But I got this thing here on... Uh, Dog started barking, had to make sure the door was closed. Run back here, right where you're... ah, Right on the side of my knee where I had surgery on my meniscus. Or the opposite side. Just hit so freaking hard. Man, so you want to be a fighter, they say. (laughs) Alright, so an interesting matchup, right? Kobe Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal ranked number 6, Covington at number 1. And clearly, both of these guys... Seeking some brutal losses to the champ, Kamara Usman. Another guy, I I really never thought Usman would would be where he's at. This day and age may not be the most exciting fighter, people were saying. He was only coming at 30% uh, when I interviewed his brother about four or five years ago. Um, Knocks out, Masvidal. We had some of the most exciting main events for Kobe Covington versus Usman. I mean, that first fight, man. That first fight, that, that was like Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald. It was that intense. And are we going to get that out of Jorge Masvidal versus Covington? I shared the tweet. Well, I shared this on the last podcast where they're going back and forth with Stephen A. Smith. Jorge Masvidal saying Kobe Covington's got fake teeth. Bro, that is such a low blow. If, they, if they're actually friends, you're not saying that. He's also uh, calling Kobe Covington out for being in debt to a ton of loan sharks. Kobe Covington, man. I remember interviewing this guy. He wasn't even ranked. Wasn't even was complaining that he wasn't in the UFC video game. You guys hear it from me all the time. But what a fighter this man is. His last two losses are from Usman. But before that, check this out. Beating Woodley. Beating Lawler. Being RDA. The RDA fight definitely thought he was gonna lose. Uh Damian Maya, definitely thought he was gonna lose that. Uh Don Young Kim. Uh Brian Barberina, Max Griffin, Jonathan uh Jonathan Manier. And then his last loss was 2015 against Worley Alves, which clearly a tough fight. Before that went over Mike Pyle, uh beat Wagner Silva. Man. Coming into the UFC 2014, 2014, still at the top. Let's take a look at Jorge Masvidal's career here. Man, honestly, I'm picking Kobe Covington to take this fight. Do I think it goes to the decision? Maybe. I'm like 75% positive it's going to go to a decision, but I would love to see it finished fast, finished, finished fast. All right. His last two losses, also to Kamar Usman. Before that, win over Nate Diaz with the BMF title, which I spoke about on the last podcast. Not happy about that. Before that, that flying knee to Ben Askren. I did a live fight companion for that. That was the same night that Amanda Nunes holly-homed holly-home. Uh, before that, win over Darren Till. Before that, loss to Steven Wonderboy Thompson. The loss to Damian Maya. understandable. Wins over Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Win over Jake Ellenberger. And I went over Ross Pearson. Damn. Before that, lost to Lorenz Larkin and Benson Henderson. Man, this guy's been around the block. And he wasn't really getting the recognition until recently. I'm really excited for this. I think this this pay-per-view will do pretty well. If you ask me how many buys, I'm not sure. But I think it will do do better than the last pay-per-view. What was the last pay-per-view that we had? It was actually pretty freaking good. And I can't... Oh, it was uh, Francis Dinganu versus uh, Cyril game. That's right. I'm actually more excited about this. We got some great fights out of the last pay-per-view. This main card. Man, I'm excited for it. So let me let me quickly just run down what's going to be on the, uh, the prelims here because I'm sure there's a couple of fights on there that might be exciting. Let's see... Brian Keller here. Uh Brian Keller on here going up against Umar Nurmagomedov, who's undefeated. That should be a great fight. At featherweight. Tim Elliott making his return against Tagir Ulanbekov. Ulanbekov. That sounds like it's right out of PFL. That, that, that's like a PFL fight right there. And with Tim's record, man, he's like win-loss, win-loss. Man, this is a guy who almost beat. The champ, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. And to see, poor Tim Elliott, man. He did amazing on that season of Ultimate Fighter as well, but he's had one hell of a career. Stretches a long ways. Record 17-12 and some amazing fights in there too. I just That main event where he almost beat Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson multiple times, almost tapped him out multiple times. Well, look at this. Look at this career. Look at this career. Yeah. Making his UFC debut in 2012, guys. Obviously, getting kicked out of the UFC, making his return on the Ultimate Fighter Season 24, which was in 2016. That just made me feel old. And he was on a killing spree on there. But then he did lose to Mighty Mouse. After that, a win against Luis Samoka, a loss to Ben Wynn, a win over Mark De La Rosa, three straight losses. And then he beats Ryan Benoit and Jordan Espinoza, both decisions. And his last fight was a loss to Matthias Nicolou via decision. So I even tweeted at him, you know, good luck, man. I re- I'm i always, always rooting for him. He's a plus 205 moderate underdog. I might put some, uh, put some money on that. But let me know what you guys think about this pay-per-view. Is it worth the $80? Remember, it's $15 per fight, which it's it's a lot of money, man. And for fighters who are not getting what they want out of it either. Um, So there you guys have it. Another episode of Pure Evil MMA previewing UFC 272. Definitely take my money for that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. My heart and everyone here listening... Uh, Let's just have a moment of silence without some suicide boy beat in the background. My apologies. Let's just have a moment of silence for uh, the Velasquez family. Amen. Man, I hope Cain Cain stays strong. I hope that Cain's family uh, stays strong, even though that they don't have the strongest part of their family by their side, uh, sadly. So, guys, that does it. Make sure to subscribe down below on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're watching this live on YouTube, thank you so much, because we have finally made a return to YouTube. And... I'm, I'm proud of myself doing this in the middle of the day. It's now 3:30. I think this is about uh, an hour broadcast, around an 15 minutes, I believe, something like that. So I'm, I'm I'm proud. I promised you guys I was making my comeback. 2022 is the year of pure evil, because without evil there is no purity. Uh, also mentioned this earlier, the merch store is up. Let me show you guys. <laughs> oh my God, I always mess this up somehow. Uh, it is at pureevilmma.storenvy.com. I just designed new hats, snapback hats. I can't wait to order it. And I literally just, just designed uh, today Pure Evil MMA earrings, which I can't wait to rock. Uh, one earring says pure, the other one says evil. I think that's pretty badass. I'm barely making anything off of these, unfortunately. But guys... Anything helps me because I was trying to think about the best way to support the podcast and, you know, Patreon. I don't really understand that. So if you guys would be able to help me out, um, I'm trying to figure out the super chat as well. Um, I really want to make this a full time career, a full time living off of covering mixed martial arts. Somebody is always next in line for what you want to do. All you need to do is put in the hard work. We've seen it happen before our eyes because we watch mixed martial arts. We've seen the underdogs come from behind. And right now, Pure Evil MMA is a huge underdog. So I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. Um, Even if you can't afford anything, just by watching the show, give me a thumbs up and uh, subscribing leave a review on itunes that really helps me guys um go to if you're on itunes spotify wherever you're uh, uh, and, and be honest be honest about your review what you think about the show what you would like to see in the show and how you found the show that always helps the podcast out a lot well that does it for this episode of pure evil mma and remember without evil there's no purity white knuckles till the end behave yourselves
0: Go, go, go,